Good evening, fans. Tim Kittrow here, the voice of NBA Jam. And you're listening to the Game Dev Breakdown Podcast, brought to you by CodeWritePlay.com. Whoa, boom shakalaka. My mom gave birth in 1985. I was bluer than a Pac-Man ghost, barely alive. In the Cold War, my only blanket was Tetris. I played Rampart with Reagan Rampage, the world for breakfast. The laundromat was my sanctuary, the arcade was my church. Hey everybody, it is Todd Mitchell here, and welcome as always to Game Dev Breakdown. Gonna have a little less fanfare tonight. Got two objectives, they're somewhat short and to the point. Reason for that is... We are in the middle of a four-day weekend here around the house. My uh, my wife, unfortunately, is working every night, will be for some time, but my son is off school for a couple of days, which means I'm, for the most part, off for a couple of days, and uh, just trying to enjoy it, just trying to enjoy some time with the family, but I got a couple things to accomplish here, and it's enough to uh, put together an episode, so let's do it. The first thing is, if you don't follow my Twitter account plural, Twitter accounts, then you might not know that there is a new Game Dev Breakdown, I guess you could call it kind of a spinoff show, called Game Dev Breakdown Radio. We just launched this. It's exclusive to Spotify. So if you go to Spotify and search for Game Dev Breakdown Radio, or you look for the link at CodeWritePlay.com, you can find something new and very unique, I think, the story is that Spotify just bought the Anchor platform, which Anchor does, Anchor.fm does podcast tools, and you can you can create content with them for completely free, and they've got cool tools. So, and they're actually sponsoring this other show, which is nice. But they've got cool stuff you can check out. So the idea is, since Spotify acquired Anchor, if you start creating content with them, there's a program through which you can use any of Spotify's licensed music. That's incredible. That's totally unprecedented. We we talked just recently about the importance of having permission to use the music that you use. This takes all the guesswork out. Now, it's exclusive to Spotify because once you're off the platform, you can't really use the same content. But what I tried this weekend was I launched the first episode of Game Dev Breakdown Radio, and what that is, it's a bit like this. Talk about news, development topics, opinions, things of that nature. But with each show, I'm choosing a game, past or present, with licensed music that I really like. And we're going through some of the top tracks in those games. So if you search for it now, there's already an episode like this up. The first game was Street Skater for Sony PlayStation. And it has awesome music. In addition, I put together a Spotify playlist with all the tracks that you can check out. And uh, I think I think for a first run, for a first attempt, it actually came out okay. So I would strongly encourage, if this episode winds up a little bit short, never fear, because there's more, more good content. About, if you have Spotify Premium, it's like 45 minutes worth. And if you don't, if you have a free account, you hear like 30 second clips of each track, but you can still totally listen to the entire show in full duration. You just won't get those full licensed tracks, which maybe uh, that works for you anyway. It just plays like a playlist. I have segments before and after the uh, songs and stuff. It's a bit like the tools are set up so you can do it a bit like a call-in radio show. So if this takes off and people participate the way I hope they will, I have features where I'll be able to pull in people for calls to do like interviews. 
listeners or anyone can leave a voice clip for me that I can put in the show and respond to it after the fact. I think that's a cool feature. So it's a lot of things I've been trying to incorporate into my content for some time and also lets me play radio like some kind of uh, daydreaming disc jockey wannabe. And I don't care. I, I'm a big talk radio nerd. I won't go into that whole spiel because I explained it in the show, but I'm I'm a huge nerd for that. I One of the reasons I got into this was because I'm such a fan of like the old talk radio format. I'm a throwback guy. I love that stuff. So this lets me get that out of, out of my system. And Spotify puts up huge numbers on listeners and engagement and everything. It's a, it's a can't miss platform for podcasters. So if it goes really well, I may shift a little bit that direction. The only real downside here is it's a brand new show. You'll have to follow it totally separately from Game Dev Breakdown. I just can't, there's no way for me to get around that that I know of. So all you have to do, if you have a Spotify account, you can just hit that follow button on Spotify and you'll you'll be on board. You won't miss a thing. So I would, I would just ask, check it out, see if you like it, and uh, stick around if you do. That's all I ever ask, right? Okay, that's five minutes on that. Let's talk about... The story of the night before I hang this up, this is a crazy one and I feel duty bound to kind of report on it because we've talked about loot boxes and the impending danger to developers and publishers about loot boxes in the eyes of various world governments and we've finally had somebody get burned huge by that this week. This story is just breaking this last weekend. EA has been fined 10 million euros over loot boxes by the Dutch gambling authority, which was upheld by Dutch courts this week. I think this week. This story has been unfolding for a little while, but gamesindustry.biz just reported on this. The title of this article is EA fined 10 million euros over loot boxes as Dutch court sides with gambling authority. The uh, subtitle says the district court, unmoved by FIFA publishers' defenses, denies its bid to keep fines from being made public. So we got to hear all about this, and the situation unfolds as follows. This, of course, is around FIFA. Nothing good ever comes from FIFA. <laughs> That's not fair. Some of you are probably FIFA fans. I've tried the game. I just It just didn't grab me because I'm not a big, huge follower of the sport. like it well enough. Played it as a kid. But uh, not a huge FIFA guy. Now, almost every major hacking case I hear about for things like Xbox Live accounts and runaway fees on people's accounts, a lot of that stuff seems like it goes straight into FIFA. That's weird. I've just not heard any other game tied to those big wide account hacks or anything. It, it almost always goes to FIFA points. That's just a weird thing. We just talked about the kid who... <laughs> who uh, hijacked his mom's credit card and blew tons and tons of money on FIFA points. And then the mom was in the news saying like, these hackers took over my kid's account and bought all these FIFA points. And in the background, he's got this scowl on his face, but he's also wearing a soccer jersey. (laughs) I love that story. So uh, here's another big bad FIFA story. The situation is that apparently in 2018... EA was notified that FIFA and their loot boxes apparently violate something called the Betting and Gaming Act that's somewhere under the jurisdiction of a Netherlands district court. So in 2018, apparently it came to EA's attention. Hey, your loot boxes violate a law that if you dig into the background here, the situation seems to be that this Betting and Gaming Act 
I may have called it Betting and Gambling Act earlier. It's called the Betting and Gaming Act. The point of this law is to completely separate, and I, I kind of like this, the, the idea is they need to completely separate gambling from video games. Fair enough. I say fair enough. I don't think that's a bad bad idea or a bad uh, effort to make. So they, they told EA, the way FIFA's set up, we consider the loot box thing sort of a, a gambling, like game of chance, and you have eight weeks to make your game compliant. And I don't know for sure, but it sounds like EA heard this and went, whatever. <laughs> because apparently they spent all this time and did nothing. So then last October, it says last October. I don't know if that means 2020 or 2019 at this point because of the weird timing. It just became November. And uh, so it's a last October. EA was hit with the fine, but there was a process through which EA contested the fine. And instead of changing FIFA, they just sat and took in money and took in money and took in money off of this uh, system that... They, the Netherlands said was illegal. Okay, so they, they wait all this time, and I, I guess they just decided, we'll just have our day in court. So they did have their day in court. They went to a three-judge panel to make their case, and that three-judge panel said, nope, the fine stands. And it seems like EA was very surprised by that. Uh, this article goes a little bit into the defense that EA put up, which was, to me, it sounded like I'll let, I'll let you guys check this out for yourself because the article's somewhat long. I'm not going to sit here and read the whole thing, even though this is a somewhat low effort episode. <laughs> it's an interesting story. And again, I had to sort of follow up on this because I can think of at least two episodes about loot boxes and probably a third if I sat here for a minute. But it looked like EA thought this was going to be a slam dunk in their favor because they came with a very lazy defense. Uh, let me dig that up here. It says EA argued that FIFA loot boxes would not count as gambling under the Betting and Gaming Act because FIFA Ultimate Team packs don't offer items of value because they cannot be directly converted into money. That's arguable. Uh, FIFA is inherently a game of skill rather than chance, and there is no scientific evidence linking the opening of Ultimate Team packs to gambling addiction. Now, when I read this, I stopped right there and I went, that is the most specific and stupid argument I think I've ever heard. Let me go back to that, the part that surprises me here. I'll take a drink of my American honey. Ah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That burns. Again, it says, EA argued in court that there is no scientific evidence linking the opening of ultimate team packs to gambling addiction. That is a childish, ridiculous argument. And it sounds like this, this panel of judges saw right through it. First of all, the court said that you can profit from Ultimate Team cards, and some of them are valued at nearly 2,000 euros. That's a lot. And people can ignore the proper FIFA gameplay and, quote, play the Ultimate Team packs as their own sort of game. So people are sitting around just sort of day trading these packs, it sounds like. I don't know. I don't know about that system, but it sounds plausible if it's the typical EA type thing. Uh, <laughs> here's... Here's the no shit part. As for lack of scientific proof, the judges ruled it not necessary that every new game of chance be proven to cause problems because the Betting and Gaming Act is based on the assumption that games of chance carry with them a risk of gambling addiction. I'm going to give them fair enough on that. They also pointed to an increasing body of scientific research and experts warning about loot boxes, as well as reports made to the KSA 
by individuals who, oh, that's not KSA, that's like XA. I don't know what that is. By individuals who have been affected by them. Okay, so we, we can pretty much hang it up here. You, you get the gist of what's going on here. Um, EA <laughs> ignored all warnings, all fines about this, and just waited for their court date, and then they got their asses kicked in court. I don't think it's unfair either. I have basically stood up for loot boxes as a concept in the past because I think they can be used in a way that's not really harmful. We're in a market now that you can't charge for a game up front, especially mobile games. And there are a lot of loot boxy kinds of things in mobile games. Now, there's been a movement already a couple of years ago, a couple of years old, where multiple governments have warned developers and studios that they are not going to stand for this complete random chance thing tied to real money. I kind of agree with that. I don't think it's a great way to treat players. You know, roll the dice here. This is worth about a dollar in uh, pretend currency. And, oh, oh, sorry, you didn't get anything good. You want to try again? I don't think that's a great thing to offer players. And I think it's fair. I don't think it's fair to charge developers with targeting children. But I think it's a reasonable assumption that children are going to play games like FIFA. I don't think that's unfair. So I do think it's worth keeping a very close eye on loot boxes, games of chance, things like that. And this situation, this, I don't know that the loot boxes are worse in FIFA than they are in other games, but I know Electronic Arts is pretty suspect in the way they do in-app purchases. We all know that they're capable of improving, like the Star Wars Battlefront story has kind of a happy ending in that regard, but sounds like FIFA is still not entirely doing the right thing. I, I think they came down hard on EA in this situation, but I don't necessarily think it's unfair. I think EA came with a really crappy defense. I don't think any reasonable person would expect that defense to fly. Like, no, sci- no team of scientists have released a study about the FIFA 2019 or 2020 loot packs themselves. Who would, who would do that study? Are you kidding me? They're loot boxes. They work like all other loot boxes. You know this. You know that you're the primary, one of the primary publishers being looked at when people study loot boxes. I would, if I was the judge, I'd be pointing that out. I would go, who do you think they're looking at when they study this? You you think they're looking at some dude named Todd Mitchell who has a, a tiny game that works on mobile devices when he's paid his distribution bill with the app store and has signed all of his distribution agreements? No, we're looking at EA. We're looking at Activision. We're looking at uh, Supercell. Everybody knows the top three, five, ten publishers who are getting away with this and doing things that they probably shouldn't do. I think EA had a responsibility to realize, of course, these studies and these laws apply to you. We are looking at you. So judges determined not only does this fine stand, I, uh, I just saw another article that said EA will be fined 500,000 euros every week in the Netherlands until FIFA's ultimate team packs are removed from the game. So, tick-tock, fools. I mean, you better get moving now. (laughs) That's crazy. The Dutch court system is pissed, I think it's fair to say. (laughs) And they, uh, they are not happy that EA didn't take that seriously. EA is not alone. I can't recall what the court case was, but... Uh, I feel like Nintendo had something pulled. Don't quote me on that because I'm not sure it was Nintendo. Somebody had something pulled out of stores right away as soon as the first law about this was passed somewhere. But uh, this is probably the most wild case I've heard yet and certainly the worst fine I've heard about. 
They are very serious about this, and EA has stepped on the wrong toes. They uh, they provided a statement to GamesIndustry.biz that was uh, full of bullcrap and vaguely threatened to pull the game completely from the uh, Dutch community, as they say. But basically, it's a lot of uh, we're very disappointed in the legal decision and we're concerned about what it may mean for the Dutch player base. Um, well, you could pull the loot packs. I, I would still put this squarely at EA's feet. They could real easily do the right thing here, much the way they did for Battlefront. So, up to you, EA, and why don't you stop screwing things up for the rest of us? Some, some developers are out here using in-app purchases responsibly, and, uh, you know, the big guys more often are not. So, I am going to hang it up there. That's an interesting thing. I'll put a link to the article in the show notes. I would uh, ask you guys to give Game Dev Breakdown Radio a look when you get a chance. Uh, I'll be doing more of an episode Thursday. We'll be back into the swing of things around here. Just want to take a little break and enjoy it with the family. And I've already booked my good friend Ray Merrick, who writes comic books and does very cool things for a living these days. We're going to talk about his new Kickstarter for his uh, now-launched comic series, Operation Eclipse. I'm super psyched for him because he's a close personal friend. I've been following this project for like 10 years So what we're going to do is I'm going to talk to him tomorrow. I'm going to chop that up for segments in the radio show for next weekend. And you'll get to hear uh, a little more interview action. We'll we'll have a good time and we'll check in with him and we'll hear some more music. I'm leaning toward True Crime Streets of L.A. for next weekend's game. Because if you have never looked at the, if you've not played it, first of all, it's a kind of cool game. It's an old school attempt at competing with Grand Theft Auto. But it's very cool on its own two feet and... We're talking like PS2 GameCube era, but it's got killer music in it and a lot of original music from uh, like big time artists and stuff. So uh, I'll probably pick some favorites there, make a playlist and uh, put in some segments for another uh, another episode of Game Dev Breakdown Radio. If you enjoy Game Dev Breakdown, the show you're listening to now, (laughs) I would love for you to subscribe anywhere that you like to listen to podcasts. I don't mind where. Or you can listen and read show notes at CodeWritePlay.com. Consider leaving a rating and a nice five-star review on the Apple side. If you're on the Spotify side, of course, this is there too. So both these shows are on Spotify. Hit that follow button on each one. Won't won't impact your day, but it'll make a ton of positive change for mine. And uh, reach out. One of the coolest things about Game Dev Breakdown Radio is going to be you guys can leave voice clips you know, I, I can have guests on a little bit easier. That's going to be really nice. And it's it's going to depend, I think, on listener engagement a little bit to make it fun and make it sort of take off. So consider helping me out there. At this point, I'm working quite a bit to put out this content. As you can see, I'm trying to stay reliable on the schedule, keep the content coming, uh, give, you, give you all something to listen to whenever you like to listen to things to take your mind off the rest of this weird world. So get in touch. Check out the shows, let me know the uh, news and the topics that are on your mind, and I will bring you the inane chatter about it. So uh, <laughs> uh, check us out on social, uh, CodeWritePlay on Twitter, GameDevPod on Twitter, and MechaToddzilla is me. That's it. I will talk to you all later in the week. Work hard, make me proud this week, and I will catch you very soon. Congratulations on your game dev breakdown, whatever that is. Sounds 
idiotic to me. Oops.